Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ali Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a look at the action in today's session, Monday, July 10th, where we saw some buying action coming in right at the close and green across the board for the major indexes. And Justin, some strength underneath the surface today. Yeah, you wouldn't have known it um, as we were talking during IVD Live and throughout most of the day, really was seeing flat indexes, especially the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ composite. But uh, we're going to look a little bit under the surface because there was a lot uh, a lot more to look at and uh, things were things were popping. So we'll take a look at Zscaler, Flowserve, and Expedia just to kind of give a round robin of different stocks in different areas. Sounds good, Justin. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today up two-tenths of a percent by the close. The S&P 500 up almost a quarter of a percent. We have the Dow up six-tenths of a percent today. Small caps leading with the Russell 2000 up one and a half percent heading into the close today, Justin. And if you look at the equal weights of the NASDAQ 100 and the S&P 500, more strong evidence of breadth. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, as I was looking at the numbers uh, earlier today, I mean, they were basically two to one, uh, at least in favor of the advancers over decliners. Um, looking at some of the numbers right now, NASDAQ looked like it had about 3,000 advancers versus about four, 1,400 um, you know, uh, decliners. The New York Stock Exchange looked like it had about you know 2,100 advancers versus 900 decliners. So uh, definitely favorable for uh, the the majority of stocks being up. Uh, now, one of the things that I was a little concerned with as I was looking around is it just seemed like a lot of the biggest movers didn't really have that much volume behind them. Um, but then you and I were talking right at the close there, some volume really came in. So we'll see what those final numbers look at look like. Uh, we have to wait a little bit for the volume to catch up. Um, so we won't have those numbers during the show. Um, right. But the NASDAQ composite, it's been holding there. I mean, the big line that we're watching right now is that 21-day moving average line where we came down to that level, really, you know, didn't even breach it, um, gapped up, you know, uh, last week and, you know, looked like we were pulling back, but we really have held very well. Uh, so it, it did fill in that gap, but we really haven't lost much ground there. It's just kind of going flat. Um, certainly one of the things that was making the NASDAQ composite not look as strong was that you had like Microsoft and Apple and um, Google, you know, a lot of those big heavyweights that weren't um, weren't performing that well. They were down a percent or more, two and a half percent in the case of Alphabet. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, when you get the big uh, Magnificent Seven having a little bit of a move down, it's going to make those indexes look a little bit worse. But we certainly had plenty of other things to kind of shore up um, shore up those moves. And, uh, right. you know, I, I wanted to just add FFTY to one of the indexes that we look at today, right. because on the growth side, uh, very powerful move about two and three quarters uh, on that today. And of course, the innovator mm -hmm. IBD 50 is an ETF that tracks our own IBD 50. And, um, you know, this is a, a great place for growth names. So when you see that looking stronger, that is, uh, that does bode well for growth. It does. And we also want to compare QQQ with QQEW. So here's a look at the NASDAQ 100, feeling the weight of the Magnificent yeah. Seven, essentially flat today. And QQEW, look at this, Justin, up 1.8%. Very different story. And and that was, that was from the get-go. I mean, we mentioned that at the close of IBD Live, and it really stayed that way, um, that, that disconnect uh, throughout the day. So it just kind of is a reminder that, 
Uh, you can't necessarily just rely on what's happening with the indexes. This for a long time was our uh, complaint about the Dow Jones Industrial Average, right? It's like, well, that's 30 stocks. It's not necessarily representative of the entire market. Um, the same is now being said sometimes of the, the NASDAQ composite, you know, that the, the heavyweights are so heavily weighted there uh, that sometimes it's not really representative of what's happening in the market for good or for bad. So depending on the way you look at it. And um, I didn't know this while we were on IBD Live, but Ed Carson wrote an, uh, a nice little story about how the NASDAQ 100 may be changing some of its weighting. So to, to kind of de-emphasize uh, those, those big mega caps a little bit. Yeah, interesting article. We definitely recommend everyone checking that out. And now let's take a look at the S&P 500 versus RSP. So here's a look at the S&P right around 4,400. And RSP, this is the equal weighted S&P 500 ETF up nine tenths of a percent today. So definitely a lot stronger than the S&P's quarter of a percent gain. Yeah. And I like how the RSP is right up there at that 150 level. Uh, I mean, you can just draw that line at 150 and you just see how important that level has been for a while. Uh, back in back in March, back in November, December, it, it just it just goes back quite a way. So it's one of those things where uh, you will often find these levels that become important battlegrounds. And 150 looks like that area for RSP. That it does. And next on our list, we want to take a look at the Dow. So here's a quick look at DIA continuing to find support right around that 50-day line. As we've been saying, not leading, but not blowing up. So yeah. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> right. I, I mean, it, when, when you see a big divergence, that's where you have to start scratching your head. Um, you know, this is just, you know, it, it's almost like you expect more flat action from the Dow, not mm -hmm. as much growth uh, and, and spectacular moves there. So right. it's just acting in character. Yes. And we want to take a look at IWN. This tracks the Russell 2000. So small caps with another strong day today after a gain of over 1% on Friday. Yeah, this is this is one that's been a little bit tricky because yes. it was looking um, looking kind of bad as it came down to 180. Uh, that, that was a really kind of sharp move down after a nice rally up. And then you had this six-day powerful move back up to uh, nearly 190, and it got turned away again. And, and you know, mm -hmm. six days up, and then all of that basically gets wiped out in just a couple days. But here we are. We're, we're coming right back up. So a lot of back-and-forth action. Uh, and what does, that, what does that mean? Well, you're going to expect it to break one way or the other. So it's, it's fine for it to continue doing this back and forth, back and forth. But at some point, it's going to break one way or the, or the other. And that's what's going to be um, indicative of a potential future trend. Uh, now, if it goes above 190, that's going to be good, right? And you want to see some power and some follow through with that. But if it goes below 180 and uh, continues lower, that's going mm -hmm. to be something that's a little bit more troublesome. Yes, uh, which is why it's great to have a range because like like you've said, Justin, if you move out of that range, that tells you something. If you move below the range, that also can tell you something. So definitely want to keep an eye on that range for IWM. And now let's take a look at Zero TNX. This is the 10-year treasury yield after a breakout last week. A little bit of a pause here 
backing off a little bit right around that 4% mark. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it, it's, it was kind of nice, I guess, uh, for growth stocks. A lot of times there is an inverse relationship there as the yields go up, uh, growth stocks do tend to take some, take some hits. And so, uh, the fact that it, you know, came in today, maybe that was something that was helping growth. Uh, but you know, it's still up there. So it's a matter of seeing how these can coexist, right? Uh, having the 10 year yield up at this level and having growth, uh, still continue higher. That's, that's what we're going to be looking for. Uh, to see if that's uh, something possible. And, you know, just one other ETF to kind of take a look at, XHB, um, you know, we talked about the home builders and how with that big gap up in the 10-year treasury yield, uh, we were seeing the home builders kind of take a a little bit of a hit last week. Well, they really made up a lot of ground uh, today. And, you know, that was kind of fueled by, you know, moves in like KBH um, and others that were were up, you know, very strongly. Mm -hmm. I mean, KBH was up over you know, 5%. And so uh, that was really helping the home builders kind of recover from from that, you know, ugly, ugly move down last week. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a look at the move in Zscaler today, ticker ZS, a strong finish here for this cybersecurity software stock up almost 8% on the day, some strong volume. And this is a trade idea that we've been stalking for a little bit as it was coming off lows in such strong volume. Then as it pulled back to a a logical level, right around that 21 day line got tighter, quieter volume. So these are the kinds of setups that we like to keep tabs on and triggered a potential buy signal today, Justin. Yeah. And it was one of those things where we, we did mention this early on in IBD live. Let's go ahead and take a quick look at the five minute chart and you can yeah. see how, you know, one of the things that was a little tricky was it had this pullback early on, but it recovered very quickly. And so that's that's kind of where at 147, I think this is this was actionable. Um, this is something mm-hmm. that we did put on Swing Trader. Uh, unfortunately, I was in another. Uh, I was discussing the industry group spreadsheet at the time, so yeah, uh, I was a little late <laughs> on this. So I was I was waiting for the pullback, waiting for the pullback. It kind of came to 149. Um, didn't really stay there for very long. So eventually what we did was we, after all of that flat action, right around 151, uh, we went ahead and put this on with a little bit of a smaller uh, oh, position size, uh, knowing that we were getting in a little bit uh, you know, later uh, with it a little bit more extended. So with that higher risk, we just went with a lower uh, position size. But one of the things we were also talking about at IBD Live is that you know we, we have had, like on Friday, we had a really strong showing. The NASDAQ was up almost a full percent, but then lost all the gains. Back so off, yeah. sometimes it is, um, it does behoove you to kind of wait and see how things, um, you know, are shaping up closer to the end of the day. Because if if it kind of peaks in the middle of the day and then mm-hmm. just really can't gain any, any traction, uh, that's telling you something. Um, but right. in, in terms of today, uh, a lot of these stocks that were strong, uh, just kept on getting stronger, or if they flattened out, they started making um, new, new, fresh moves uh, from flat areas on the intraday chart later on in the day, and that's that's ideal action. You know, having that strong close, which is exactly what we got mm-hmm. today. Yes. Okay. You know what Next. I should also mention? Oh. Just one other thing on the computer software security group. Mm. Um, Zscaler was definitely not alone. I mean, Fortinet 
I mean, that thing was crazy today, FTNT. Um, you also had some setups in like CrowdStrike and, uh, you know, Palo Alto, which has been strong. Um, so th there were, there was a broad-based move. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just Zscaler moving. There was a real, real nice group move here. And I should also mention that this was our stock of the day. So for folks that want to read a little bit more on that, Reinhard Krauss did a great job on uh, kind of giving you, giving you the lowdown on what's happening with this stock. Perfect. Yep. That's available on the homepage of investors.com. Check it out. Let's take a look at FLS. This is FlowServe. We've been talking about machinery, industrial stocks, and look at this group rank number 24 out of 197, where uh, security software 23 out of 197. Mm -hmm. So we've got a neighboring leading group here. <laughs> Here's FLS up 2.4% today to break out of the cup with handle. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of a reminder that it's not just about tech right now. And 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 we were hoping for more breadth uh, coming into this market. And it is nice to see that there's these other areas that are seeing, um, seeing strength as well. We talked a little bit about the building residential commercial area. Uh, general industrial is just another area that is, you know, showing more stocks that look like this. So it was kind of a weird uh, pattern because you had that big move um, after earnings. So uh, a big wide, wide spread on that day uh, that kind of made the chart look a little bit funny, but uh, it really tightened up um, over the last few weeks here. And that made a nice handle to get added onto this, um, this cup pattern and flow serve, you know, broke out uh, the, the volume. It was tracking much, much lower for most of the day. Um, it did have a little bit of a spike in volume at the very end there. Uh, that put it down to negative 20% uh, volume percent change. And again, remember, that's versus its average. But it's right in there with um, the way volume has been lately. And even, you know, some could argue, you know, much higher than, you know, the end of June that we were seeing. So, um, you know, a, a little a little bit of a mixed bag there on the volume side, mm -hmm. but definitely what we look for is that 3756 made a nice little area uh, for us to watch. And you want to, you know, you want to see it move higher through that area, you know, not just tentatively, but mm. you, you, you don't want to have to squint at the chart in order to be able to see it. You want to be able to say, yes, it did move there. Um, and it closed above there. That's the ideal situation. So um, we'll, we'll look at another example that was a little bit uh, less, less obvious there. <laughs> Great segue to Expedia, EXPE, closing just under or right at that traditional pivot of 114.37, up over 2% on the day, though. Yeah, a good move on the day. Um, you know, volume, again, not quite there, but certainly picked up at the end. Um, but this is one where if you're looking at that 114.37 level, uh, it, didn't, it didn't get there. It, it, it did poke above there briefly, only by maybe like, you know, 50 cents, which is very different on a high price stock versus a low price stock, right? Um, that was, you know, less than half a percent that it kind of poked above there. And this is one where you'd have to squint to the chart to see, hey, did it did it cross that or not? Mm -hmm. um, Especially after I draw a line there too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Even that, harder to see. Yeah, that's if your line <laughs> is thick enough, man, you can just wipe out any, uh, any chance of seeing it. So um, yeah, this one, I think, is, is a little less clear that this was a breakout today. Now, that doesn't mean you just forget about it, because uh, if you, you know, just kind of see it hover here for a little while, 
all you have to do is just wait. So you were talking earlier about with Zscaler, this is one we were stocking for a while. That's mm -hmm. what you got to do. Stock your stocks. Um, you know, be be watching them, be waiting for them, have those lines. And then when they cross cross over them, you know, you can act. Um, so this one, it did cross over there briefly, but it didn't hold. So I'd, I'd say the jury's still out on this, but you know, wait. And if it can get through that level with some power, uh, we have seen a lot more movement in the travel area, um, mm -hmm. whether it's travel booking, you know, Expedia and booking uh, are, are two stars there. The hotels, uh, including like Marriott, that's been, mm -hmm. you know, one that we've been on. And then the, uh, the Jets ETF um, has been another that we've looked at um, with a lot of the airlines, uh, Ryanair and some of the discount have been early leaders but now we've got the the big behemoths uh delta mm -hmm. really kind of um uh you know showing a lot of strength there so um and then yes. you, you I, i'm just gonna go back to what you put earlier the out of the office etf because yeah. the symbol is just so great that they got ooto <laughs> um this is a a, a double leveraged etf that does focus yeah. on uh the travel and vacation type stocks and uh, certainly, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this pent up demand uh, for travel. And, uh, you know, that, that's something that we're, we're seeing. And Expedia is just showing a good example of that. So uh, what do you do with Expedia now? If you didn't buy it today, don't blame you. Um, just wait and see if it can kind of get, get above there again with another try um, a, a little bit later on. Now, you could also argue that, you know, there was a little bit of an earlier entry, mm -hmm. you know, if you will, if you wanted to kind of say, oh, you know what, this this downward trend, um, I think that would have been a completely legitimate entry right there. And the benefit sometimes of getting these early entries is that you can start a position and then when it crosses through that traditional pivot, you can add to it, you know, so not only do you get right. a little bit of cushion there, um, which is helpful if it pauses, but you, you have an opportunity to add. And that's actually what uh, uh, could be available to investors for Zscaler that we uh, talked about earlier, because it is a little bit of an early entry there. So full circle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thanks so much, Justin. Good stuff. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back with more tomorrow morning on IEBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IEBD Live for all the details where we're talking about potential trade ideas in real time, thoughts on the market, how we approach portfolio management, stock selection, and so much more. We definitely want to see you there, investors.com slash IEBD Live. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close.